Hey, everybody, and welcome to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I'm your host, Dan, and I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to everybody out there who has been supporting us and listening in every single week whenever we drop a new episode. If this is your first time, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would love for you to join in every week and visit our website, subscribe to our website so you can get all the new content, all the old previous content as well, and free resources. So I ask that you continue to do that and please rate us on different podcast apps, things like Spotify, Apple now is what we're on, um, and Google, etc. Please feel free to rate us there as well. I also wanted to shout out uh, Kevin. He is one of my dearest friends, and he has a new podcast as well, which is Change Your Mind About You. His website is changeyourmindaboutyou.com. I encourage you to visit his. He has some awesome content there too. Today, we're talking a little bit about impact, doing God's work, and who we're impacting. You know, We often want to be famous, maybe, or a loud voice for God, and that's okay. I'm one of those people, and I do have a loud voice sometimes, right? Ask anybody that knows me. No, but seriously, we want to have this huge voice for God and for Christ and the Holy Spirit, but sometimes that's not God's plan. Maybe not at the moment, maybe not ever, but sometimes it's not part of God's plan. So today's episode is called Little Name. Big impact. So if you ask anyone who knows even a little bit about the Bible, they could probably name a few disciples or apostles or books, right? You'll hear names like Peter, Paul, Matthew, Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, Joseph, right? But every single person mentioned in the Bible, Old Testament and New, plays a significant role. There was no mistake as to why these people were put in there. Even if they're, they had a little cameo, right? A couple verses here. One of those people is Ananias. Now, there are a couple Ananiases. I don't know if that's the plural for Ananias. Sorry if there's anybody named Ananias. Call me up and let me know. But there was an Ananias in the book of Acts. So let's step back and look into the book of Acts. In this book... There is one of the most prominent and climactic scenes that has like ever occurred, especially for Christians. There's a man, this dude, called Saul, who literally was ordering Christians to be persecuted and killed. He was well-educated and well-known as a Pharisee during this time and tasked himself and got approved with going out and scattering the church that followed Jesus who was killed and resurrected just a few years before. So Jesus was already, he already died and already came back and there were still Christians around. So he's like, nah, we gotta, we gotta get rid of these people. They're dangerous, right? And it tells of him going house to house, dragging men and women into prison and sometimes approving them of being killed, killed just because they were following this quote unquote false prophet. His goal was to completely destroy those who believe in Jesus Christ. And he was succeeding, okay? The religious leaders, these religious leaders, Saul included, were not a big fan of Jesus. These, if you even want to call them leaders, would ultimately benefit from being those that people thought were closest to God and were meant to be the ideal followers of God, right? However, 
Long story short, that didn't happen. They continued to focus primarily on self with riches and self-righteousness to the point that they became one of the top enemies of Jesus. Now, Jesus didn't actually consider them enemies, but they saw Jesus as the enemy. And Jesus is God, so that tells you something, right? And they stopped at nothing to stop Jesus and his disciples. And Saul continued to do that. Everyone heard of Saul going around persecuting Christians. So, naturally, they hid from him. They hid from him and his armies of men that were out to get them. Then, the big climax, right? The big change happened on the road to Damascus, which is now in Syria, where Saul actually sees and hears Jesus asking Saul why he was persecuting him. Jesus actually says that. He's like, why are you persecuting me, Saul? Even though Jesus had been resurrected, Saul realizes this is God, and Jesus was God all along. He's like, uh-oh. <laughs> now he finally realized it, right? In the whole Jesus asking Paul why he was persecuting Jesus or him is a whole different story. That's about the body of Christ, and we can go over that at a different time. But Saul now recognizes, like, whoopsie, I've been mistaken all along. Now, you may know the story already if you've read Acts or if you've heard of Saul that converted now to Paul. But here's the part that sits in the back of my mind always when I may or may not feel significant in the efforts to spread who God is. Again, his name, Ananias. Following the dramatic encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, God called on a man named Ananias who lived in Damascus. God orders him to go to Saul, who is praying, and tells Ananias to restore his sight, since Saul lost it on the road there when he encountered Jesus. And this is a huge metaphor for not seeing God clearly and going from being blind to being able to see. Now, again, Everybody, including Ananias, heard about Saul persecuting Christians and questions God, basically saying, are you sure? <laughs> are you kidding me? This guy's been horrible and you want me to go to him? As a Christian, he will probably be killed, Ananias. Is this a setup? Am I hearing right, God? Now, the trust in God that Ananias had far overpowered his fear, so he went straight to Saul. Now, let's step back and imagine this. You're sitting at home just chilling. Then you get a call from God. God tells you to go to this man who has been killing your type of people and to have mercy on him and restore his sight. You have to go to a known killer. Not only are you worried about your life from him, let's pretend, let's pretend, yeah, Saul is fine and I'm going to go restore his sight. What are the other Christians going to think of you now? There's so many different things with this. You have to really, really trust God in this situation. So the Holy Spirit wanted to give us a few important points here. And if you get any other points, please reach out. Let me know. Let's talk about it. Let's have discussions about this. But the two things that came to my heart and my mind when I prayed about this episode is, is this. The first thing, Ananias didn't just believe and didn't just listen. He followed. God told him to go straight to the source of a lot of pain and suffering and restore him of his sight. So he went. 
The trust is big with this man, let me tell you. Okay, the second thing is Ananias' story is only about eight verses in the Bible. The entire Bible, just eight verses. Now, I don't know how many people knew him in, you know, in the flesh at the time. Maybe he was well-known in Damascus. I don't know. We don't really know about him. And I'll tell you right now, most people wouldn't even say his name if you ask about, you know, quoting the Bible or asking somebody like, hey, name 10 people from the Bible. He probably wouldn't come up in the first 10, right? Maybe not in the first 20. But his impact from trusting God and healing Saul, who later becomes Paul, is mind-blowing. Yes, God could have chosen anybody else to heal Paul. You know, one of the people who traveled with him on the road to Damascus, uh, a, a Pharisee, a Sadducee, you know, Jesus himself, maybe if they walked the earth together, I don't know. But he chose Ananias. Why? We're unsure. But if it was mentioned in the Bible, it was obviously important. It's really important. And we all know who Paul is in his journey, right? We all understand his journey from being Saul and then persecuting Christians to becoming Paul and writing unbelievable letters to the different churches, as well as becoming one of the most prolific apostles ever. But it's also important to note all of the people who were never mentioned in the Bible who played a role in the spread of Christianity and the gospel of Jesus. We were told that there were thousands of disciples of Christ during that time, but there aren't thousands of stories about each and every one of these disciples in the Bible. There are some or many, but not every single one. But every single one had an impact. We today may not have the impact of a big name speaker or pastor, but listening to God speak and following his guidance may lead to one of the biggest climaxes in the future. Who knows if Ananias knew that Saul would become Paul and become one of the most well-known apostles of Jesus. All Ananias knew was that God was calling him right then and there, and he responded. So when... You do pray, and you want to make a big impact. When you hear God ask you to go, go, just like Ananias did, because you don't know what kind of an impact those spiritual gifts that you have within you are making. We're unsure. We all have all these spiritual gifts that we're given, right? Some are teaching. Some are encouragement. Some is just... is discernment you know they're different spiritual gifts and you have them and when you use them for god for the glory of god god's plan will come to fruition and you will make an impact so here's some verses to meditate on it's actually in acts right here are the verses of ananias acts chapter 9 verses 10 through 18 read and meditate on that right I read and meditate on Ananias' impact because a lot of people feel like they don't make that big of an impact for God. But you are. We are. Every single one of us. And once you finish the story of Ananias, and obviously I encourage you to read the entire book of Acts, the entire Bible in general, but once you finish that story of Ananias and you meditate on it, here's some questions, okay? Question number one is, how does the story of Ananias speak to you? How does it speak to you? Does it speak in the same way that I heard these 
kind of lessons of impact? Question two, how might you respond to God asking you to confront and heal a killer of your brothers and sisters in Christ? How would you feel in Ananias' shoes? And then finally, what other lessons did you learn from his story? Does this impact your walk with God? Once again, thank you so much for joining in today. I ask that you continue to pray for this podcast and to continue to tell others so that we can continue to impact in and out of the Christian community. Now, I'd love to pray over you. If you can bow your heads, please do. If not, no worries at all. But let's talk to our Creator. God, we want to continue to trust in your ways. We know you have everything planned out and we will continue to trust that when you need for us to go, no, no matter how crazy it may sound to us, we will go. We thank you for the stories and encouragement you give to us within your word and for the people like Ananias who got up and went and played a minor but also a major role in the spread of the gospel. I want to personally pray for everyone listening in today as well and, and thank you for them as they impact me. I pray all these things in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen.